My name is Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. Hey, everybody. My name is Hamad Zaidi, and I'm still disabled. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. Today's is about, this is hard to believe, since anyone that listens to this knows that I'm not a fan of cold weather. <laughs> Man, Jonathan, I learned how to ski. Nice. Uh, do you ski? I've never skied before. I've... I've st- like done tubing in the water, but I've never like skied or snow skied or anything like that or snowboarded or anything like that. Okay. I'm going to take you skiing when you come to California. We're, we're going to do it. Okay. So I've, it's unbelievably fun. Right. But can I tell you the whole story? Behind oh, yeah. This? Yeah. So ever since my daughters, Lena and Zoe have been watching, you know, Christmas type shows. Yeah. They've been looking at me and my wife, and they're like, why do we live on the beach? We will never see snow. I want to see snow. Mm. Right? Mm. And then uh, me and Shahina both grew up in the Midwest, right? Yeah. And I would tell my girls, listen, sweetie, daddy grew up in snow. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. 76 degrees on Christmas Day is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So... They kept pushing. They kept saying, for this Christmas, we want to see snow, right? Yeah. And so I said, great, let's go to uh, the mountains. So my wife and I figured out an an Airbnb. We went to Big Bear Mountain, which is about two and a half hours away from the beach. The girls are like blown away, Jonathan. They're just blown away. They're like, oh, my God, it's real snow, right? (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I had thermals, a sweatshirt <laughs> over the thermals, right? Yep. Thermals, a sweatshirt over the thermals, an inliner jacket over the sweatshirt, and yeah. then a larger jacket over that jacket. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Arctic level socks and like boot. I was, I was not going to be cold. So here was the point of this trip. Not only did we want to show them snow. But they wanted to learn how to ski. Well, b- before you get to that, did they build a snowman? Did they have snowball fights? Did they do snow angels? Okay, check it out. There wasn't enough snow on the ground to build a snowman. Okay. So they built, as they called it, a snow ghost. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what they did is they rolled a big ball of snow. Yeah. Right? And found two twigs and stuck, stuck them on either side of it. Yeah. And they're like, Daddy, it's a snow ghost. It's not a full snowman, it's a snow ghost. <laughs> that works. <laughs> right? And they did have a snowball fight. They did all that stuff. Okay. Right? So it was part of the trip to give them ski lessons. Yeah. The morning that we're doing this, Jonathan, we drive to Big Bear Mountain. And I think it's cool. My wife is so excited. She's like, a girl's going to learn how to ski. This is a good thing. Because I don't ski and Shahina doesn't ski. Yeah. Right? As we're walking the girls to the the check-in, I see this big sign. I see this big sign that says United States Adaptive Recreation Center Mm. with a big disabled sign under it. Yeah. Right? And then I'm like, hmm. That's interesting. And Shahina's like, Hamad, you should learn how to ski. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you love it? Don't you love it when your your other half is like, hey, you should do that instead of them being like, hey, maybe I should do it to like, hey, you should do this. 
exactly. And not only that, she she didn't want to learn right now because her knee doesn't feel great. But not only that, it's like our kids are going to learn how to ski today. Yeah. One one of us has to learn so you can go up the mountain with your kids. Yeah. And here's what I'm thinking. Checklist. Number one, I hate cold weather. <laughs> Number two, the left side of my body has a lot less balance than the right side of my body. Yeah. But number three, I try not to be afraid of anything. And number four, I usually, as you know, I try, I'll try anything. Yeah. Right? So I and, try, and number five, you hate cold weather. And number five, six, seven, eight, nine, and <laughs> ten, I hate cold weather. Right? So I looked up at this enormous mountain, Jonathan, and I thought, man, that doesn't look easy. Right? <laughs> and I've been afraid of skiing my entire life. When you ride a bike, if you get in trouble, you can put the brakes on and stop. Right. When you're in an ice skating rink, it's round. It's not endless. Right, right. right. You, you, can, can, always you can always run into a wall. <laughs> right. Or you can always skate right next to the wall to make sure you don't F up. Yeah. Right. And roller skating, okay, this is another podcast, but roller skating for me was funny because growing up, I don't know, I'm a little bit older than you, but growing up, it was a thing to go to the roller skating rink. Yeah, it was a little bit when I was younger too. Just a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then here's a funny thing, and, and I just want to throw this in real quick. You know me, man. I've always loved women, and I've always had a crush on, like, every girl that was pretty <laughs> growing up. Like, I had crushes on, like, 100 girls, right? <laughs> yeah. So when we would go roller skating, the whole night I would try to, like, get my balance. Yeah. For the end of the night where it's, like, couples dance. Yeah. And, dude, it was always, always one of those things that I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to ask this girl to roller skate with me. And she'll hold my hand and I'll be all excited and I'll go around the corner and I'll wipe out. Right? <laughs> yeah. And what's worse than that, I'll wipe her out. Right, right, right. So and that did happen a handful of times <laughs> growing up. <laughs> so me and balance are not friends. Right. Yeah. Usually, usually. So all this was going in my head as I'm on the mountain, and I'm giving Shahina all the reasons why there's no way I should get up on the mountain. And then I just thought to myself, you know what? Skiing is really, really expensive. Mm. Like, really expensive. Like, the girls' class was $220 each, mm. right? And then... The next day, we did a three-hour private, and that was $670. Yeah, okay. So I'm looking at 1100 bucks to teach my kids how to ski, right? Yeah. And so I think, okay, Shahina, keep on talking about this United States Adaptive Recreation Center. You're not going to stop talking about it till I go in there. <laughs> and then they're going to get me the price list, and I'm going to be like, nope. Yeah, I don't right. want to spend fifteen hundred dollars learning how to ski. Exactly. <laughs> so I limp in there. They're all super, super, super nice. All of them. Like uh, the the one woman I, I first talked to was Sarah, who I believe runs the center. She was awesome. And then I just say, "Hey, I've never skied before. Can you help me?" And she said, "You know what? We're totally sold out, but..." If you want to, we can get you 
back like after Christmas. So I thought, great excuse. I'll just tell my wife they don't have an opening. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next year, maybe ne- maybe two years from now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll do it, right? So our plan was to go to Big Bear for three days, to come home for Christmas, and then to go to San Diego for two days. Yeah. Right? That was the plan. And then they give me this little pamphlet. So I leave with the pamphlet. I open it up, or I opened it in, while I was still there, I think. And I looked at the price, and I'm like, this can't be true. <laughs> so, so I go back up to Sarah, and I'm like, is this true? Is it really $75 for a half a day with an instructor? And she's like, yeah. And it's also $110 for the whole day with an instructor. <laughs> so now I'm thinking it is 90% less. Right. 90% less to do this. Right. Right? Because obviously they're subsidized. And, and right. I'm thinking, hmm, this is interesting. For 110 bucks, I might try it so you and I can go on the podcast and talk <laughs> about it. And maybe if I break my leg, I'll have even more to talk about. Exactly. Right? So then I go to Shahina. The girls are on the mountain learning how to ski at the time. And I say, yeah, it's a lot cheaper than the girls. And it's re- and they're, they're really nice people. But, um, you know, they're sold out. And, man, she didn't even flinch. You know what she said? No. She goes, when do they have an opening? And I said, December 27th, right? And we're going to be in San Diego. And she's like, no, we're not. Let's just cancel San Diego and come back here. Oh, I swear. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, you want to cancel San Diego and then come back here? And she goes, yeah, so you can learn how to ski. And you know what? That's what I did. Man, I would have been like, wait, you want to cancel the warm weather trip to come back to the snow? Exactly. I did say that. And she goes, you know, she goes, Hamad, we've been to San Diego countless times. And we live on the beach. So what's the big deal to go to a beach if we already live on one? So why don't we come back here and teach you how to ski? Right? Yeah. So then, can we flash forward to uh, the day that we come back? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The morning, December 27th, the morning I learned how to ski. Man, and I don't really get afraid of many things. You know, I'm not afraid of death. We've talked about that before. Um, And I just thought, what the hell am I doing, man? <laughs> this is going to be really difficult, right? Yeah. But I got up in the morning. I was really nervous. I'm never nervous. And then a 10-minute drive from the place we're staying to the mountain Yeah. turns out to be an hour, 20 minutes. Oh, man. Because of so much traffic, I guess. between They told me between December 20th and January 5th or January 10th was the busiest time of the year mm. for, for that ski resort. Mm. So now I have even more time to worry in the cars. I'm worrying about getting late, missing my time, yeah, breaking my right leg. And I, <laughs> and, and I made all these jokes about the fact, for people that don't know, my left hand and left leg are both disabled. Yeah. So I was joking with people like, well, if I break something, let's hope it's on the left side, not the right <laughs> That side's already effed. I can deal with that. (laughs) I get there. I get my, the first thing I do is I meet my instructor, right? Yep. 
So when I get there, I get through traffic, Jonathan. I'm worried. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm thinking I might break my leg. And I keep bringing that up because for the people that don't know, my left leg and my left arm are both disabled. So I was thinking to myself, well, if I do break my leg, let's hope it's the left side, not the right side. <laughs> you're, you're already used to hobbling on that side. so Yeah, I already have a limp. It can only get worse, right? <laughs> so I get there. I check in. The first thing I do is I meet my, my instructor. Mm. And his name is DJ Horner, mm. right? Awesomely calm guy. Great, great, great te- teacher. Hey, DJ, man, you promised you'd listen to this podcast, so I hope you're doing well. Say hi to everybody for me, <laughs> right? He's half my age, literally. Completely calm guy, which I love because I wasn't calm. I may have seemed calm, but I was like, what the F am I doing right now? Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I hear you. I get all ready. The first thing I tell DJ is that I'm like, okay, dude, let me just lay some some stuff out for you. I know how to ride a bike. I've never skied before, but I ride a bike really well. I do not roller skate well, but I kind of know how to do it. And I do not ice skate very well at all, but I kind of know how to do it. He assesses my abilities or disabilities or Mm. both, right? Mm. And then figures out where we need to start. Yeah. So now I'm getting a bit more calm. I put my skis on and I'm thinking, come on, who are you kidding, man? You can play baseball. You can shoot a basket. This is going to be no big deal. Dude, I put the skis on and Jonathan, I could not walk. <laughs> I couldn't walk in them, man. I, well, was it hard to lift your left leg with the ski on it? No, no, because I can lift my left leg. But what's weird is when you... Like, with shoes, they have soles, right? Yeah. So every time you, you lift your shoe and take a step forward, you're planted in the ground moving forward. Right. Skis are smooth. Right, right. So if you don't have balance, it's not easy. Yeah. So the first several times, man, I had to, like, hold on to DJ's, like, he held his, his ski pole mm. horizontally. Yeah. And I had to hold on to it, and he had to, like push me or pull me through the line okay okay and here i am and i'm a pretty you know confident guy but i'm looking around at these kids that are my kids age yeah you know skiing like olympic pros yeah right and here i am being pulled (laughs) and being held on to because i can't walk yeah Stage two, I get on this – we went over a couple things, a couple, you know, several rules and, and all the things I needed to know, right? Yeah. Stage two was getting on the ski lift. Okay. Which I'm not afraid of heights. I thought it was cool. The second I get on, man, we start going higher and higher and higher. <laughs> and, you know, dude, you're lucky that you're blind. I got to tell you, man, because – I'm looking down and I'm thinking it's not like a thousand feet, but it's like twenty feet. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's only twenty, maybe twenty, twenty-five feet. And there's only one like bar holding us in. Right. And of course, DJ was holding me. And then I think I'm gonna get off the chairlift, and it's gonna be great, right? And I'm gonna be able to relax and get my wits about me and really get ready for this. As I'm 20 feet away, 
from the, the chairlift ending, yeah, I realized that there's no place to just step off. You have to ski off. Oh, man. Right? And all I see is 10 or 15 people, you know, converging. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And all I can think is, man, I'm going to come off of that thing. I'm going to fly it right into somebody and I'm going to take them out. (laughs) (laughs) That was was my first thought. Right. But um, I didn't. I came off. I skied. I caught my balance. But that was just not down the hill. That was just off the chairlift. Right. Right. And dude. The second I, I, I got confidence, I thought, you know what? I can do this. I can do this. The second I turned and said, DJ, I think I've got this. Boom. I fell. <laughs> right? And then I, you know, the hardest thing about skiing is getting up. Totally. How to get up. Yeah. It looks like it can be difficult. Really, really, really difficult. Right. And so he helps me up and I'm like, man, I'm sorry about that. I got this. Boom. I fell again. Right. What I learned from my experience, Jonathan, once I was skiing down the hill, mm. that was the easiest part. Yeah. Because, I, you know, I, I, I've, I've done other physical things. So once I'm going down the mountain, to me, that was easy. The hard part was what? It's probably being still. Being still was the hardest part. The second hardest part was stopping. <laughs> I'm going down the mountain, and he's like, he taught me how to wedge, how to stop. Yeah. And all I can see are these 100 or so, 150, 200 innocent skiers <laughs> about to be plowed over by me. About to be mauled by this. <laughs> yeah. And then, dude, it was just so scary. But when I, I got down the mountain... I think I did seven or eight runs. Did you do like the the bunny slope or whatever they call it? Like the- no, I didn't. And you know what? That was kind of cool because DJ's like you have balance and you kind of understand what you're doing. So let's just kind of go for it. And put you, he didn't put me on the tallest one. He put me on the beginner one. Yeah, yeah. But like the little bunny slope that Lena and Zoe started at, I didn't start there. Okay, okay. Right. <clears throat> Out of eight runs, I had four runs where I never fell. Nice, okay. The other four I did fall. Yeah. Man, unbelievably cool. Jonathan, unbelievably cool. <laughs> like, and, and you know, as I'm in my third or fourth run, as I'm going down, I'm thinking to myself, why in the hell have I waited 50 years to learn how to do this? Mm. You know... I could have learned how to do this when I was five or six. Did they have to do anything to adapt you to ski? Like the- One thing. One thing, and it's very cool, and I'll probably use it until I build up my left leg more. Mm. There, there's these things. They're called these clamps, and it's like little clamps that you put. They're called tips, wing tips, I think. Mm-hmm. And you clamp these tips on the top of each ski. Okay. And there's about a one-foot string in between them. Mm. And they just generally keep your feet together. Oh, okay. So they, they keep both the skis going, staying forward or whatever. Like they, It kind of turns almost into one ski. Basically, but it's still, yeah. Still separate, sense. but. Yeah, yeah. But it still gives you one or two feet 
Yeah. You know, three or four feet, however long it was, to probably more than one feet, probably three or four feet range. Okay. So you could open your legs and try yeah. to stop and do all that, right? Yeah. That was the only thing. Because one thing that Shahina kept telling me, she goes, please tell them to use as little adaptive stuff as they can. Because after you learn how to ski, I want you to ski with our girls. And you're not always going to have the adaptive stuff. Mm. Right? So it was unreal, man. And then five, what were they going to say? Five runs into it. I'm like, DJ, can I take the adaptive stuff off? And he's like, you sure? And I said, yeah, man, let's, I think I can do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I can do it, man. And he's like, all right, it's, you know, it's your lesson. You just, if you feel like you can do it, let's, let's go for it. So all the adaptive, just to tell you, all the uh, taking off the tips did is it allowed my left leg and left foot to be free of right. my right foot's control. Right. Right. And so here's what happened. I'm on the lift. I'm getting ready to, like, roll down without any adaptive help. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The second I come off the lift to come on the snow. Yeah. Right. My left foot does, like, a 90-degree angle. Oh, man. Wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Boom, I fall, and all I can think of is the next lift is, like, coming to hit me in the head. Oh, man. Right? You know, because there's run, one right behind another. Right, exactly. Thing, right? Exactly. So all I hear is DJ saying, stay down, keep your head down. And then, of course, they stopped. The, I had to stop the whole progress of everybody's lift. <laughs> you know, to get me out of there. Yeah. So that taught that taught me that my left leg is not strong enough to do that. So now yeah. I've got to start working out and and doing leg weights so someday I can get off of it. Did you have to do anything for the your your uh your hand with the ski pole? No, you know what's interesting is they taught me without ski poles. Oh really? Yeah. They actually said it was the easier uh and you know they taught Lena and Zoe without ski poles too. Huh. I mean, separate teachers, but yeah. So, I, but here's the funny thing: the fourth or fifth run in, I really started to get confident about the fact that I did have balance. I knew how to stop, and I wasn't putting anyone else in danger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And dude, I wish you were there, Jonathan. I, I kept thinking about you, man, because it's a coolest feeling. And you, you know, having your disability will really understand this. It's the coolest feeling going down the mountain. Obviously, the one thing that people can tell about my disability is that I hook my left arm into my chest Yeah, at all times. So I thought people are going to be like, oh, my God, get away from that guy. That guy's <laughs> going to kill us, right? Yeah. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. But as I skied by people, there's four or five different groups of people. They're like, look at that guy. Look at that guy. He's skiing, mm. right? Mm. And they they weren't talking to me. They were talking to each other. Yeah. But all I could think is, damn, that's cool. I'm actually, like, people are seeing, you know, somebody with less ability than they have. Yeah, yeah. Doing the same thing they're doing. Yeah, exactly. And that is the whole point of, of my story. Mm. I waited my whole life. I, it's not like I grew up wanting to ski. 
but I grew up afraid to ski. Mm, mm. You know, and now I look back thinking if I would have pushed myself when I was six or seven or eight years old, just like I pushed myself to learn how to, you know, uh, ride a bike. Right. Just how I'd learn my push myself to learn how to tie a shoe and just how I learned how to drive a stick shift. Those three things. Yeah. I should have taught myself how to ski. Mm. I should have done this 30 years ago, mm. 40 years ago, you know? Hmm. Can I tell you the most embarrassing part? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right when I was right when I was feeling really good about myself, I learned how to actually walk in line. To me, that was a bigger deal. Learning how to walk in line was a bigger deal than skiing down the mountain. Yeah, no, I believe it. So I'm learning how to walk in line, and I'm like, DJ, this is great, man. You're a really good instructor. You're a really good teacher, right? And just as I was talking to him, I lost my balance, and I fell in line, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I mean, I felt like, imagine a cartoon where somebody tipped somebody over. Yeah. Boom. And I fell on my left side, not my right side. Right? So I guess I, I wanted that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I joked about it. But I fell on my left side and it landed right on my hip joint. Oh, man. To this day, and it's been a week, to this day, it still kills, man. It man. kills. You have to jump in a hot tub. Side. What? So you got to jump in a hot tub or something. I know. When I lay on my side, when I'm sleeping at night, yeah. it kills. The bed kills it. Man. So, of course, I never told, I, just to be honest, I never mentioned to DJ that yeah. I was... In pain because I thought it would stop my lesson. Right. So I'm, like, I'm like, no, man, I'm good. It's all good. It's all good. Let's keep going. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. But you know what? It's USARC.org, and I encourage everyone to do two things. Number one, go to USARC.org. Check it out. If you have a disability, if your family members have a disability, or anyone that you know has a disability – that wants to learn how to ski, definitely. And it's not just skiing. In the summer, we're going back, Jonathan, and we're going to learn how to water ski. Nice. I'm going to go back at least once or twice more this winter to become a better skier. Yeah. And I'm going to drag your ass there sometime in the winter to ski, and in the summer we'll learn how to water ski. What do you think? Yeah. So, so th this organization, then they it sounds like they do all kinds of sports then? Yeah. It's not just skiing. Okay. It's, it's, it's summer sports. It's winter sports. Okay. But it's basically it, – the, the cool thing about this organization, they've done it a lot longer than we have. But their whole point is they, pretty much the point of this podcast, that, that people with disabilities can do anything. Yeah. Right? All yeah. you have to do is put your mind to it, figure out a way how to do it, and go do it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So It's very cool. You promise me that we're going to do it? Yeah, totally. I'll do it. So one thing. I'll just, I'll just plow into a tree. I won't even see it coming. Oh, dude, you know what? There were two blind skiers there that day. Oh, really? You know, that to me is super cool. You have to learn how to ski and tell me how you learned how to ski being blind. Yeah. No, yeah. Like I said, the only thing I'd be worried about is going off the trail and plowing into a tree. Well, I think there's a way for them to avoid that, right? Or they wouldn't have blind skiers. Oh, right? yeah. No, totally. Like I said before, there's uh, there's quite a few, but I don't remember where I saw this one. But there was, like, there was this guy, a blind guy, totally blind guy, like does mountain biking, like flying down the hill, mountain biking. And he would use 
uh, sonar to make sure he didn't run anything. See, now that's cool. It's that's crazy. That's super cool. Yeah. And, you know, we should actually find that guy. Is he still alive? Yeah, I believe so. We should find that guy. That'd be a cool guy to talk to, wouldn't it? Yeah, totally. It's like, it was on some TV show, but he was, like, flying down the mountain. Like, not just kind of, you know, breaking, going, breaking. He was he was flying down just like a sighted person would, would do. Yeah, well, I was skiing down just like an able person would do. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, one thing I want to say before we wrap this up is I said I wanted people to do two things. Number one is go to usarc.org and check it out and spread the word because it is a great organization. And number two, donate. I'm going to donate. Um, I encourage everyone out there to donate because it's an awesome organization. And I got to tell you, as somebody with a disability, I always believe I can do anything, right, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. if I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I still believe it. That's why I tried it. But, man, they are so encouraging. Sarah was great. DJ, my instructor, was wonderful. They're all amazing. Yeah. Uh, Again, the place I went to was at Big Bear Mountain in California. But I'm sure the USARC.org is all all over the country. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very cool. So here's my last point to this podcast. Don't let anything stop you. If a blind guy... And a disabled guy can have the lives that Jonathan and I have. You out there can do anything you put your mind to. Mm. You know? And I'll say this. If a barely five foot four, 130-pound disabled guy can ski down a huge-ass mountain, you can do anything. Anything. That's so right. don't it's, – it's the beginning of 2019 – don't waste a year worried about what you cannot do. Start focusing on what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I know that I know there's been 11,928 people that have said the same thing before, or probably that many people have said it in the last day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but you know what? It, it was such a freeing experience for me, and I just wish everyone that's afraid to try something, if you're listening to this podcast, promise us that you're going to try what you're afraid to try. Yeah. That's my wish for the new year. Yeah. That's very cool, man. That's my story for today. All right. So if you want to check us out, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, every other podcast client in the world. You can go to limpingandcloud9.com, see everything that's there. And Hamad, how can they get a hold of us? They can get a hold of us at info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's info at limpingoncloud9.com, and that is the number nine. And everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We will talk to you next episode. See ya.